So I got a question for you guys before we start. This is about balls? Yeah. Which player nice. on the Avs has the biggest balls after game six? Patrick Wall. I'd say that's a pretty safe guess. If you're sticking with Patrick Wall. <laughs> I mean, we know 100%, even back then, Patrick Wall was doing some serious manscaping. So, Oh, the ballsiest of ball. He was married back then, so he might have let himself go. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think he was he was a manscaper for sure. Of course, it was a lot tougher back then. These days, taking care of your jungle is quite a bit easier with Manscaped's new trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0, with a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent any manscaping accidents. Maybe it's like what happened to uh, Broder a couple of times in this game. But either way, keep your balls safe. Go get Manscaped. You can get 20% off when you use code DNVR20, and you'll get free shipping. Plus, it comes with a whole package, including things like ball deodorant and some toner as well. So yes. get the deal while you can. <laughs> ball deodorant, yes! Just what we've been waiting 2020 for. 2020 rocks! <laughs> <laughs> and Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole. A left by Cole this time! Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scores. Nathan McKinnon. Cole J.T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. They have over a thousand different varieties of beer to try from either of their locations in Centennial and Highlands Rants both of which are offering pickup and delivery that you can get all set up. You can go download their app today, select what you want, and sign up for their loyalty program to get great deals and still get that amazing beer like a Breck Brew 15-pack sampler delivered right to you if that's what you're into. Look at that. Drew's got the vanilla porter right there, ready to go. I'm wearing the agave wheat shirt. We're in there as he cracks it open in a celebratory win. The abs right, take I down. I don't have any Breck Brew stuff tonight. I'm just drinking whiskey. AJ's on the hard <laughs> stuff. All right. <laughs> well, the abs won four nothing over the Devils in Game Six in what ended up being a dominant performance. We all know AJ was all about Patrick Waugh from the hype he put on before the game. So, Drew, what are your feelings first of all on Patrick Waugh and this game? He seems very good. Um, <laughs> good take. Good take. <laughs> my take. That's my takeaway. Uh, one of Patrick the Watt, three probably good. I knew, probably good. I knew his name coming into the series, so that had to mean he was probably pretty good. I would assume. Um, yeah. No. And well, okay. So a, a little bit of admission time here. Uh, I didn't watch the last couple of games live along with everybody, but I did get caught up on them, and so the horror of his mistakes. We've also been watching uh, the baseball documentary and like in the early 1900s, these gigantic baseball mistakes were named and like they would live on forever. And the, the, the greatest one of all time is Merkel's boner. 
that's a real thing. That's what it was called. Uh, was it manscaped? Merkel's boner was totally manscaped. Um, <laughs> dude ran off the field because he thought the game-winning run had been scored. But if you don't go to second base, play is not over. And so a force out was made at second. They lost the division because of it. Wow. And so boner even, to remember. An all-time manscaped boner. <laughs> so even knowing... Like and and of course, there's a grand history of those in baseball. Uh, a more recent one that people would know is, of course, Bill Buckner. Or even if you want to think of ones that aren't like people on the field, there was the Bartman incident in Chicago. But watching, wa watching, watching <laughs> <laughs> him make a few wa stakes. No, couldn't couldn't make nice. it work. Um, eh. <laughs> Arcade is proud wherever he is. Yeah, Air Ross. Like uh, Air see, <laughs> Air, Air <Wall>. <laughs> <laughs> He he did Air Wall on a few uh, going way outside, which of course is something that in my four month history of of watching this game, uh, I've not seen goalies skate that far away from the net. Ever so to see him do it like three or four times, just like what up? I'm out here. Like, I play over here now. Like, is this a thing people do? It was back then, much less these days. But I get, I forgot. You still haven't experienced a full hockey season. That's, That's right. Brutal, this man. This, this quarantine. Is my first one. Yeah. What a messed up first year. Yeah. <laughs> So twisted, so twisted. But I said something in the first one. Uh, the so the first playoff hockey goal I've ever seen w- was scored by Joe Sackick, actually. <laughs> yeah, you didn't watch it last year, I guess. Then right, it would yeah. Well, right, and it's in the middle of baseball season usually. So right, <laughs> yeah, it makes stuff sense. Going on, we'll allow it <laughs> this time. Yeah. <laughs> I was planning on watching these ones. You were. Well, you then... have something to do in August now since the Rockies won't be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Wow. <laughs> Got him. What are you talking about? With an 80-game season, everybody's going to be in it. <laughs> yes, that's true. You never get to the third month and the Rockies are fine. <laughs> right? Yeah. No time for a June swoon with that. <laughs> Go, baby. All right, so... We have the Patrick Waugh take. The other interesting take I saw from you on Twitter, which I'm sure AJ is ready to educate you on, is Chris Drury mm. kind of being awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of those things where, like, my only uh, experience with the abs from this time is, you know, knowing the super famous people, Sackick, Forsberg, Waugh, and kind of Adam Foot a little bit, but because I played the video games a little bit back in the day, it's just that big of a video game nerd. I, I play hockey games. And so you'd know all the guys with the super high ratings and anyone who I didn't know, I would like trade or, or do, you know, whatever you move all your picks so you could bring in Yarmir Yager or whatever. Sorry, I'm sure that's sacrilege, but that's what I would do. Put him on the abs. It's okay. That's what the abs <laughs> tried to do too with Drury. Yeah, he was guy I knew. So, right. I'm sure like, okay, cra- that's probably crazy. Cause I'm sure in video games, I actually traded Chris Drury as a part of a package for Yarmir Yager. Cause I knew who he was. And now I'm watching this series. Like, man, F. Yager, Drew is the man. 
<laughs> yeah, Yager's sitting at home right now because that's his right. penguins couldn't beat the devil, so that's why Drury's having to do it for him. <laughs> so it's yeah, I being so inside the Avalanche bubble my whole life, I guess I'm just used to people knowing who Chris Drury is and like, understanding that Chris Drury was on his way to being the fan favorite. Yep. Of fan favorites that were not also Hall of Fame players. This was, yeah. I guess, okay, to put this in Drew terms, you know when Burakovsky scored the overtime goal early in the season for the Avs, and you were like, yeah, Burra's my dude. Yeah. That was Chris Drury all the time. Any overtime, yeah. any game, <laughs> it was like, all right, Chris Drury's going to go and score now. <laughs> That's like you what take yeah. your mom to the game. Yeah. And she's like wearing her Sackick jersey, but Drury's the one who scores that goal. And she's like, I think I like him. Yes, exactly. All the moms would fall in love with Chris Drury, 100%. (laughs) I mean, he was was pretty cute. Yeah. He had had some good looks. I I don't know. I, I guess... The Avs didn't have very many attractive players back then, though. This that's a very recent thing that they've gone to the male model squad. Yeah, but well, they had to do something to bring the fans back. That's true. Because after <laughs> after a decade of being not good, and they were finally like male models. Let's at least be. Handsome. It's the market inefficiency in hockey. Male models. Look, guys who can't read, everybody has 15 of them. But male <laughs> models, that's where we're going to go. And look how good they are now. <laughs> and then they just happened to be really good. It was like, oh, hey. They just Bonus. Backed into a, they backed into the right answer. So. Dave Landeskog is pretty. It's Sorry. just He's just a, one of the most attractive humans. It's it's just a fact at this point. Unlike still he is like Desmond over him Konami in the code if he was a person. <laughs> <laughs> this is unfair. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. Maybe. Uh, okay. I don't no, know I'll... about that. It's an analogy that will fly. Yeah, you get like one area to use the Konami code, and he used it on attractiveness, and it like bled into hockey. <laughs> it bled into everything. Eh, I guess. <laughs> Whereas McKinnon like, was like, I'm just using it on hockey. Nothing just, else. Yeah. <laughs> McKinnon was like, what else exists? <laughs> True. It's just hockey. The hockey that's why life. He's been, that's why he's been the number one pick everywhere he's been since he was like nine. True enough. He was always a beast from the beginning, I suppose. Mm. But that's uh, Someone brought up a good point during the game, and we'll get into some of this a little bit more in the second period, but this team had three Avs captains on it. Obviously, Joe Sackick being the, the captain at the time, but also had Adam Foote and Milan Hayduk in Hayduk's very early years on this team altogether. So, obviously, the cup history is there, but it, it's funny to think that players on this team would continue affecting it for the next, I guess, if you're counting Tange returning 15 years. <laughs> well, uh, I mean... You say affecting it. They're still affecting it. Joe Sackick's the freaking GM. Still a GM. That's true, yeah. Like, <laughs> on the ice for the next 15 years. This is, these guys are, you know, Patrick Patrick Waugh. They probably don't end up where they are now if Patrick Waugh sticks around. Yeah, that's... They're, they're probably in the Minnesota Wild Zone where they're 85 points every year because Patrick Waugh keeps trying to go for it with 32-year-old dudes. Yeah. So... 
maybe things worked out for the best on that one. Mm, did they ever? Not <laughs> only did they win this game because Patrick Watt goat, as opposed to Mark Brodeur, who gave up what? Four goals on 18 shots, I think, was the final total? Yep. 778 save percentage in the cup finals <laughs> yeah, game. Patty. That hasn't been any good in this whole series. The dude's been garbo. Honestly, garbo. And that's with a couple of miracle saves that he's made where it's just like, oh, I was going to say, puck, why is the puck getting behind you in the first place, you baddie? But Watt really cemented his GOAT status in this series and this game especially separated those two. Broder had the chance to win it on home ice in front of the crowd. They were so upset. They're all, oh, we didn't get to do it in Dallas or we didn't get to do it last year because we had to do it in Dallas because they lost at home. Well, they lost at home again. So, <laughs> whoops. Well, that's, what I, that's what I love about learning this stuff from you because from my vantage point, I'm just like, man, he made some awesome saves where like – I feel like I'd be the guy in the bar when when we get to reopen the the DMVR bar, mm. and a center fielder makes a a diving catch, and people are like, "Wow, what a catch!" I'm going, "Yeah, he took two steps the wrong direction, ran a bad route. <laughs> Any good center fielder would have been camped underneath that thing, you know, like, making life yeah, way did, harder." He yeah. made a great catch with initial incompetence. Yep, right. It's and, what and we I call the like pecorine today. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly right. I love to Rudo what you were saying about like, because we've been going back and watching old Rockies games as well. And you, you get to put these things in a totally different context and go like, man, and you know, all those guys happen to be there for that moment, even though some of them were past what they had been. And some of them yep. weren't quite what they were going to be. Yep. We were watching one today where the Rockies had an infield of Nolan Arenado, Troy Tulowitzki, DJ LeMayhew and Todd Helton. But Helton was old and fat. Sorry, buddy, but you were, he was just getting... He, he put on some getting, pounds at the just, end, yeah. Could have just called him compromised. Good Lord. Why can I take shots at him like that? <laughs> he was... I was just like, man, I didn't body shamer. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. I, I just... I was like, man, I didn't even realize. I was like, man, I didn't remember him that way. <laughs> just even old. I was like, man... And and I didn't remember DJ LeMahieu and Nolan Arenado looking so young yeah. and and scared and you know rookies who didn't you know they're hitting like seven and eight in the lineup and and they're trying to prove that they belong out there and those transient and like, moments in time yeah I mean, like those two things could have been a little closer together um, but here for the Avs I think those things were close enough together that. Um, as you mentioned, like having Hey Duke and, and even like not having Forsberg around, but there, there always seems to be something to like the championship team playing for their guy who's not there. Um, it's a pretty commonality across all the sports. Yeah, I mean, rallying around Forsberg not being there was still nowhere near the the motivating factor of rallying around Ray Bork being yeah, there. Absolutely. For, well, for his 22nd season. Like, and- honestly, all, all Foppa did is just turn up. The, the difficulty from hard to extreme yeah, on all-star now, but yeah, we can get into that conversation in the second period as first, we got to let you guys know about Breckenridge brewery, the official beer of DNVR I already showed let you Drew drinking the vanilla Porter. I got the agave yeah. wheat shirt. They have plenty of other options as well. The strawberry sky, the vanilla Porter junior. What what was the mixed beer? Ryan mixed a hot peak and a strawberry sky together. I think for like a, not a black and tan at all, but, 
some kind of something like that. Uh, go look it hmm. up on Twitter and, and, and give it a try for, for an interesting mix. Uh, but you can also get $5 off a meal when you order your Breck Brew from the farmhouse. They're doing curbside pickup there as well. Use code DNVR. You can call them at 303-803-1380 from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. If you're looking for some quick pickup food and your beer, that's the place to do it. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits with Rudo, with AJ, with Drew. So you have Ray Bork and Ray Bork. I what does what are the feelings here to you, Drew? Because I know from AJ and I and and, and many and many Avs fans that were watching the Avs at the time. It was just full-on Cinderella story as AJ continues to, like, wiggle like a small child and play patty cake with his hands over there. Look, I'm feeling it, okay? That was an (laughs) awesome win. I know what's coming next. I'm just riding the wave, baby. (laughs) They're going to play game seven? Is that Mm -hmm. what happens now? Yep. Game seven, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Is that going to be a lot of tears? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that pod that podcast is gonna be a, an interesting one. I'll tell you that much. It's gonna be a lot of snifflings. So we're gonna have to not do that one live with people watching us because my face my face is gonna be even redder than it is. Which is this I'm is gonna waste that. That's gonna be the tears. That, you got to give the yeah, people what they have want. to do that live. I think is what you're telling <laughs> me. <laughs> so I winning a you... championship sounds nice. <laughs> Let me tell you. Though, yeah, not bad. someone brought up, I don't know if you saw this or not, but Chris Drury won a Little League World Series, so you have to like him by default, yeah. Drew. He was the starting pitcher for the Little League World Series championship game. What? You know how I know that? Because I've watched this series. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. How did I not know this guy? I, uh, I Well, they traded him. Yeah. And he was never like, he was never a superstar, but they traded him because he got into a contract tiff with Pierre Lacroix mm. and Pierre Lacroix was the master of the Z snap ain't nobody do Pierre Lacroix like that girl anybody that dare cross him in contract negotiations as a former agent he was just like nah we out Yep. so he traded him for Derek Morris who then he then doubled down on and traded for Chris Granado and that he had a, just kept he had going downhill basically <laughs> It was really just the beginning of the Granado fetish. That's all it was. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, you have Ray Bork, though. I can't feel my face. I guess in, in, in Rocky's terms, <laughs> as, as we have a breakdown on the bottom, uh, in Rocky's terms, the closest I can come to like Ray Bork, this whole saga, is... There really isn't one. The closest is Helton and, and getting to the uh, the World Series with the Rockies. But, yeah. it uh, like, imagine if that happened and then Helton came back for another year and he got traded to, like, the Red Sox and went and won a cup or something. Or, like, uh, World Series. So. Uh, <laughs> all right. How about, like, the Royals then, not the Red Sox? Yeah. Hey, you know, Todd Helton almost got traded to the Red Sox. Oh, yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Cut that out. 
Yeah. So, no, I mean, that's that, I've been thinking about Helton as I've been watching it and the way the announcers have been framing it and, you know, cutting to his family every 38 seconds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. I will it. say, this was great. We saw Bork's family all game. We saw Melanie Brodeur for like four seconds. <laughs> yep. And that's about that's about as many pucks as Brodeur himself saw tonight because he was too busy letting them all in. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> got him uh yeah 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 yeah. But so so i'm digging it from that level like the 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 old man who who never got to get it but see in 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 my yeah it's i don't know there <laughs> uh there, there there was definitely a romanticism around helton for as long as he had stuck with the rockies and not won anything and then to go to the world series and of course he got to catch make the final yeah. out the final put out at least you know to, to win go in the nl title yeah yeah so he was uh, there was similar... cool <laughs> yeah 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 those, those images yeah. so yeah it's just interesting to me because like the bork moment was very much the avs were the, almost nhl's team at that point because so many people around the league wanted to see Bork get his cup. Ultimately. It was super cool. It was like it was like in 2015 when the Broncos were playing the Patriots and you know how everybody always just instinctively rooted against the Patriots mm-hmm. for the last like 10 years. That's what it was like. It was like, yes. Except it was like they were pulling for Peyton to win another Super Bowl because winning <laughs> one Super Bowl wasn't good enough in the in the race for, for to be the GOAT. Peyton had to win a second in order to be validated. And so this was like Bork chasing that. It was like it was kind of like that one where it was like, "Hey, twenty-two years of greatness <laughs> doesn't mean anything unless you get this thing," and yeah. that was on the line tonight. That was on the line in Game Six, and everybody stepped up. I mean, you got Adam Foot scores a goal, Martin Skula with a point shot that gets tipped in by Billy Neiman. <laughs> Adam Foot had three points in this game. Three the- points. Three points. Defenseman. Adam Foot. That's like how many points he had this last season. Right. Exactly. It was just a whole nother world of of Adam Foot scoring a clean slap shot mm. from beyond the circles on Marty Brodeur. Oh. I mean, what a world. See where they put his jersey up in the rafters. Oh man, Adam Foot was Yeah, none of those none of the reasons in this game are why his jersey's in the yeah, rafters. Adam, Adam <laughs> Foot was I mean that don't hurt us. If you truly want to see why Adam Foot's jersey's in the rafters, if we could get the games if we could get the first three rounds, yeah. You would get to see why. Especially, especially the suit the Western Conference Finals against the St. Louis Blues, where he was tasked with going up against Keith Kachuk who, one of the greatest American players ever, I think he scored 500 goals, monster, and then, of course, produced two horrific babies that are now in the <laughs> NHL running amok. And you can't be named Kachuk and not be a hockey player. Like, yeah. This is a, a fantastic point, Drew. <laughs> but Foot shutting down Kachuk in the Western Conference Finals with the Blues, that's why he. That's why he's in the Raptors. Yeah. That's why he's revered. It's because he was an animal great defensive defenseman and they just don't put defensive defensemen you should just eat the beer at this point just eat the can <laughs> just bring it they in. don't put defensive defensemen in the hall of fame they just don't because points and stuff so <laughs> foot foot's not going to get into the hall of fame has a good case dumb that he's not going to be there whatever not my but fight for today 
we've got tomorrow. So for right now, this was just this was him coming up huge when the Avs absolutely needed it. They needed some help. They needed a pick me up. They were having trouble generating offense, and Adam Foot steps up, beats Marty Broder, and let's be real, soft goal. That's fine. Marty Broder gave up a lot of those in this series because he's a baddie. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Patrick Waugh, who is not a baddie. Who's the goat? <laughs> the <Thanks>. goat. <laughs> They've been doing all kinds of crazy. Goalies were risky back then, man. Yo, yeah, jumping around. An adventurous and... mindset. Pavel Francouz <laughs> would have been amazing in 2002. <laughs> Him trying to shoot for the empty nets would have fit in perfectly <laughs> perfectly yeah this I... was this was awesome because patrick wall was told look you're incredible stop beating yourself by going and venturing outside the net please for the love of wa and i say love of wa because wa is god <laughs> stop doing that and so he stopped doing it just enough to let the team in front of him go and do their thing and they got that four nothing win, and it was sexy as hell. The chat, clip that, please. <laughs> how uh, so? How rare? How impressed? I guess should I be by two shutouts? Unbelievably <laughs> impressed. Like that's what I mean. You get, that's you I... get two shutouts uh, in a Stanley Cup playoff run. You done well. To get okay. two in the finals. Yeah. Go. And not. Go. I'm. I assume you so, basically know nothing about this Devils team as well, Drew. Because that's correct. their high-end scoring ability. This Devils team was the highest scoring team in the regular season this year. Yeah, Largely and, because of depth. They had like yeah. 550 scores. Right. Yeah. So, Wash shutting that team out twice is absurd. Yeah. Well, and then he only that's... gives up two goals in game two. Yep. Was it one goal in game three? Two goals in game yep. three? One goal. One goal? He tossed a pair of complete game shutouts against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium in the World Series. Oh, when he when he was coach here and he talked about putting balls on the table, this is the series he was thinking about. Because I he rolled in, those things. The, the he table rolled in with two point. gigantic brass balls. <laughs> like gigantic brass balls. Perfectly manicured. Manscaped to hell and back. Manicured <laughs> he had to be sassy. Oh yeah, toned then, perfectly. Everything. And then and then just dropped them on the table, broke the table, sure. and then broke New Jersey's hearts because y'all ain't getting to see no cup in Jersey. Uh uh-uh. uh, it's coming to Colorado for a reason. And this, I guess, at the time, the Devils were probably the closest thing to an evil empire that you could get in hockey because they had won a couple of cups already in the, in the late nineties. And they would go on to win another one in 03, I think it was. And everybody hated watching them play. Because they were boring as hell. Uh, oh, they're the Spurs. Yes, they're the San Antonio the Spurs. Team, shut it down. <laughs> oh, I it was like, it was like watching now. the San Diego Padres back when Petco was still like pitcher's paradise. Uh, no, I don't want to watch one nothing games for the rest of my life. No, if we weren't if we weren't officially on a podcast right now, there'd be all kinds of adult language being used. <laughs> we gotta do a late night. We gotta, yeah. uh, and and like I know it's more of a thing in hockey, but I really can't stand the teams in any sport that when they're down, their strategy becomes muck it up, muck it up. The Spurs did that in the NBA. 
Yeah. Like, you, yeah. And, and tell, you get down two goals, you just start taking cheap shots and shoving dudes and like see yeah. what the refs will call. Colin um, White had his soul removed from his physical form by yeah. Chris Murray. He had to get sassy. He felt like he had to do something to try and convince it to come back to his body. And his soul was just like, nah, girl, I'm out. Yeah. I mean, it was a different time back then, too, right? Even Gary Thorne, with eight minutes left in this game, was like, and now the devil's plan is to just try and physically damage the avalanche as much as possible. Yep. They were going into game seven in Colorado. Having no Peter Forsberg made no difference. A best (laughs) of one in Colorado with Patrick Waugh back there and Adam Foote and Ray Bork. And Rob Blake and Joe said, you want to deal with that? You want to go into that hornet's nest? Nah, son. You got to try and hurt somebody now. (laughs) They had like eight minutes to get it done. They failed because, lol, that's what they did in this series. And Marty Broder is a baddie. Just reiterating. You know, in many ways, what you're describing is a lot what, like, taxes do to me this time of year, AJ. Make you crazy? Yes, they make me crazy and they beat me up and hurt me. But Symbiotax is here to help. It separates your soul from your body to have to pay the government money. Exactly. That's exactly right. But Symbiotax can help reattach my soul. Thankfully. Symbio provides its clients with honest and knowledgeable tax services from a licensed professional, a.k.a. George over there, who is a proud DNVR subscriber. Please help support him through these tough times. Supporting people like George and our sponsors, that's how you support us through all of this quarantine as well. So that's the way to do it. If you are struggling with taxes or if you just need help with rental property, small businesses, and investments, things a lot of people are dealing with along these times, be sure to call Symbio tax today you can get a free consultation at 720-366-4470 or go online and visit them at symbiotax.com that's s-y-m-b-i-o tax.com all right third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by davidson's as aj's just breaking down aj drew this was incredible okay there you it was you spend a lifetime I've now learned anyway. You spend a life because, like, the Denver sports had an unbelievable run in the 90s, yeah, right? Everything going for us when we were kids, for sure. Utah Grizzlies showed up, won the Turner Cup. The Rockies made the playoffs faster than any expansion team in sports history. The Broncos won back to back Super Bowls. The Avs moved to Denver, won two cups in what was it, five years, six years? five i guess i mean it was like it was like raining championships in colorado yeah. it was like rain i should say raining success in colorado dude do you have a ghost is that why your door keeps yeah. opening what? or is your arm just really long because it just dude. on the camera it looks like you have like the longest <laughs> arm on earth i'm gonna let you live in mystery on that oh my god this is starting to freak me out <laughs> okay so denver denver was like reigning success the nuggets became the first eight seed to ever topple the one seed because lol george carl you got to eat that one buddy but (laughs) then this series rolled rolled in and it was like goat on goat who's this it was like a legacy determining series this was not tuka rask versus friggin jordan bennington who gives a damn this was marty brodeur and patrick (laughs) waugh cup on the line game six in New Jersey, and who showed up? Patty Wash showed up. And he showed up, and he 
whipped that thing out and swatted pucks away. He didn't even need a stick. Oh. He was playing with two sticks that night. AJ the hype man oh. right now. Wah, 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 wah. It was amazing. <laughs> it was incredible to see that kind of performance. And when we talk about goaltending in Colorado's history, like Varley never did anything like that, except for that like 52 oh. save shutout in, in Chicago. But that was like a regular season game in, in January. Who gives a damn? This is the Stanley Cup Finals facing elimination. Do or die. You got 60 minutes to make it happen or go the hell home and spend all summer sitting around thinking about it. The President's Trophy means nothing. Ask Nashville about that shit. It means nothing. Don't if you don't bring is. home the real hardware at the end of the season. And Patrick Wall just said, hell to the nah. Patrick, John Madden scores on me and gets all dancey about it in my house at the end of game five. This is done. (laughs) I am done giving up goals to these sons of bitches. This is over. (laughs) I know you have. ain't got nothing. I'm the goat, and I'm stopping all pucks that come in up in this piece. I know you have the game five theory. Jersey and did this, (laughs) but. This is why he is the greatest goaltender of all time. This is why. Dominic Hasek, you had a 940 save percentage. Awesome. You were awesome. Your numbers were great. Where's your cup moment? It doesn't exist. It does not exist. It did not happen. His cup moment is Brett Hall standing in the crease, beating him for a goal. That's his cup moment. (laughs) Marty Bruder had a chance to go up against Patty Wall and take it from him. And he didn't do it. Completely dropped the ball. Four goals on 18 shots. Are you kidding me? And people want to talk about this guy as the GOAT? Get the hell out of here. Patrick Waugh, the man. And this was the game that solidified it. There was a 0% chance New Jersey was walking into Colorado for game seven and doing a damn thing. All they were doing was playing to puppet well, the abs got to play the puppet master. <laughs> I'm I, calm. I, I swear I'm calm. I don't have anything to add to that. I mean, I think we're done here at this point. <laughs> we good? We good, fam? Drew, any final nope. thoughts? I can't feel my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so happy for AJ. <laughs> but, All right. Patrick Wall, my favorite player of all time. I've, I've said this a billion times, but I've also been like highly critical of him as a coach. So it's come <laughs> across as a little conflicting. But let the last like five minutes of me shouting into my microphone <laughs> serve as a reminder that Patrick Wall is the GOAT. Anybody else, any other conversation you want to have? Pretenders. All right. Just get out. That's right. I, this I was guess the game that did it. There you this go. This is the game that won him the con Smythe. They might as well have awarded the cup at the end of this game. It was done. It. it was over. Done. So there you go. Let this podcast stand for all time as the moment that Patrick Wall became the GOAT. We're going to get out of here. Thank you all for listening, especially live. We appreciate it. Uh, be sure to join us. Game 7, 6 p.m. Mountain, Wednesday night. I'm sure the podcast after that one will be just as crazy as this one. So thank you all for coming out. We will talk to you all again tomorrow. If there's anybody that knows a little bit something about rubber, 
Patrick Waugh. He's the best at stopping it, but one of the best at making it is Denver Rubber Company, the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Specifically, snowplow blades. Their rubber for snowplow blades can be cut to any length and slotted to meet your exact mounting specifications, and it's double-sided, so you get twice the use out of it. There likely will still be more snow this year. It always snows in April in Colorado, but even if it only once or twice, you can always store those blades for next winter as well. So you're good to go. They have you covered. Give them a call at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. DNVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. 